Welcome to Special Consideration Radio. Have you met Mr. Landini? I have the attention span of a fucking goldfish. David, the love doctor, the guru. Thanks, you boy. Really, my dude. I'm getting around. I'm doing what I can. If you're not laughing, you're learning, and we're yeah. learning here. Yeah. yeah. Before the people, by the people. Make this show what it always should have been from the very Bruce. beginning. Give it a few years. It'll be worth millions. Welcome back, everybody. Episode four of Special Consideration Radio. Very excited to have you on board. Big show today. We're talking. We're talking about friends and money. How do they interact? We've also got the doctor in the studio, as per usual, talking about how to make a good first impression on the parents. We're talking about dobbing, snitching. Has it ever backfired for you? Does it work? Yeah. Hit us up with any questions, comments, advice. Just let us know your thoughts. Get involved in the show. This is our show, your show. It's a people's show. Our phone line, 0466 895 103. 0466 895 103. And we're on Instagram at at specialcon underscore. That's at specialcon underscore. Find us, send us a message, like our content, and sign up to the mailing list in our bio. That's right. Get involved. We'll play your stuff. We'll leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on air. Send us a text. We'll read it out. Thank you. Stick around. This podcast is yet to see any financial gain between us, but we are all in a business together, right? Correct. Yeah. So there are going to be conversations that we need to have, all of us, about how the money is split. Mm. I say I take the the lion's share. You do <laughs> the least work of all of us. I'm the workhorse. <laughs> Hambo right. is the magic. <laughs> You're the good looks. That's, which is <laughs> none of those things are true. Correct. But anyway, uh, it's you know com- like conversations about money are awkward with friends. I saw a news story during the week that it goes like this. This is the headline. But are we talking about how we're actually going to split it? Because no, I, I know I know how we're going to split it. Yeah. So I've actually thought of this. So what we <laughs> would do is we would split the equity evenly. 33, 33, 33, 1% miscellaneous. <laughs> God knows where it's gone. Employee options <laughs> yeah, came to yeah. the intern. Yeah. Yeah. IPO shares, whatever those buzzwords are. No one knows what any of these things mean. Um, and then what we would do is then it would be on a performance basis. Okay. How would we manage that performance based on a voting voting system from the shareholders of that 1% miscellaneous equity? <laughs> or the fans. Exactly. How how would like you being an hour late for an episode come into play? Would that be like a, yeah, see, a, a wage deduction? Those are the things that people don't see behind the scenes. That all they see is just the little <laughs> he struts in here an hour late to the show. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm the major equity owner of this business. I can rock in and rock out when I want. You guys get two weeks annual leave max. <laughs> Isn't that illegal under Australian employment law? I'm not sure. <laughs> You're both on contracts. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, no, but this is this is why I bring it up, because we're not talking about this on air. I'm sure the people don't really care. A lot of you listening, we don't make money anyway. It doesn't matter. And neither does our intern, nor will he ever. But this is the headline I saw. Mum visits old family friend, shocked when upon return gets billed $800 for her stay. Fair enough. How is that? I'm fine with that. She So basically the story is... She reconnects with this family, old family friend from a long time ago. She's like, oh, you're living in Italy now. Great. We were thinking of coming to Europe. 
how about we stop by in Italy and visit you? And she was like, yeah, great. Come stay with us. We'd love you to, you know, we're not, we're not going super well at the moment. We'd need you to like pay for food and stuff like that. And, you know, she goes, yeah, of course, you know, we'll pay our own way and everything. They go, great. Anyway, she gets home a few days later in the mail. She's billed $800 for accommodation. I've had similar things happen and it's been fine. So when what I lived mean? when I lived in Berlin, I lived in Berlin, everybody. Um, <laughs> we often, like me and my friendship circle, often had dinner parties. Yeah. And someone would be like, come around to my apartment, um, 7 p.m., bring a bottle of wine. I'm going to make you all dinner. Oh. Cool. Awesome, right? So fine. There's no chat about yeah. about like expenses or money. Yeah. But on the way out, they go, by the way, um, you in 10 bucks for dinner, can right? you all just give me 10 euros? That's, and like, that's yeah. understandable because someone made dinner but that's the and thing. paid for it. Yeah, that of course. But the thing is, though. Yeah, see, a, I don't like that system straight the, up. And I think that that's obviously a, a cultural issue between <laughs> the Germans <laughs> and ourselves. And if there are any Germans listening, our country is better. Um, <laughs> and in terms of, I think it has to be an upfront arrangement. You know, it has to be put on a Facebook post or MySpace or whatever people are using these days. <laughs> Pinterest. Pinterest, and it's like a it's like a ten fifteen dollar subsidy, and I also think it comes down to Tinksy. How is the payment given? Like, is it a professional invoice? Is there an ABN? Do you, you have know? to pay GST on that? Exactly. If it's a simple BSB it... bank transfer, that's informal. If yep. there is an invoice, that's but the, that's that's too uh, far. But the issue with this story is it wasn't like she paid <laughs> the for her, ground. she paid for her own meals and everything. She had she had to pay for the bed. Like to sleep there. What, like had to buy the frame of the bed and the mattress? No, no, no. Had to pay for accommodation She costs. just subsidized the renovation of the place. She thought she was staying at a friend's house. She would stay. She could have stayed at a hotel for cheaper. Yeah, for uh, at a friend's house that she'd never met. Would have it had you that? No, she'd met. She was friends with for a long time, but had lost touch with and just regained touch. Turns out she's running a little B&B. Hey, what's that called? It's called a cold call. That's what mm. that's called, right? <laughs> so if someone sends you an email after 15 years and says, come stay at my house, <laughs> yeah. there's money involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Check hostel world. Make sure there's not any overlapping houses. Mm. But um, I think that's pretty unfair. Yeah, I, I reckon it's it it raises a lot of questions with uh, etiquette and friends. So, what sort of things do you reckon it's okay to charge your friends for? So, dinner, I am with you there. That's more than fine to charge friends for. Yeah, anything what? really. If you're spending money on a friend and it's not on a gift basis, then mm. anything. If you mm. buy a case of beer on the way to Pre's, bill them. Nah. If you buy them, yeah, yeah. if you buy them more than, if there's a two drink differential, I reckon I'm very stingy. If there's a two drink dif- differential on a night out, say I buy you two vodka Red Bulls and then you have to go home early and you don't, and you don't buy me one back. That's like thirty five bucks down the fucking drain, right? So I feel like I could hit you up. Thirty five bucks? How much are you paying for vodka Red Bulls? About seventeen dollars. Yeah, no, seventeen dollars fifty. I don't agree with your process, but that pricing of vodka Red Bulls was dead on the money. <laughs> <laughs> David has about seven a night. I have so many, dude. Yeah, um, but that explains a lot. Yeah, yeah, it does. It's not. It's not the hyperactive. Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? I don't want to dwell on this, but apparently, Carl Sanderlands. I read a news article. Thirty coffees. Which says he has thirty coffees a day. Mm. That explains a lot. And so you much. having fifteen vodka Red Bulls a night explains your behaviour on Saturdays. Big fan of the guy's work. <laughs> um, but. I couldn't disagree with that comment anymore, Joseph, you know, because then you get yourself into a tug of war. And usually if you look at things, things even themselves out. Not and with I'm even, you, mate. I'm... I paid for about 45 Ubers of yours. <laughs> you still owe me 20 bucks. This is going to tear the show apart. <laughs> me and Will spoke first, about this earlier. First I don't it, owe you any money. <laughs> coming, first it was the equity, now it's this. I knew this podcast couldn't handle cash. Um, but I, as if you would worry about two Volker Red Bulls or if you'd care about I, I agree with you, a beer David. differential. I think it all comes beer, out in no, the wash. Rebel, yes, it's the units that matter. No, mm. bed. I'm sort of halfway in between. A Carlton, you. fine. A bed for five nights in the south of Italy, not fine. Yeah. 
No, I'm probably with that. But I think, yeah, I'm generally of the opinion it all comes out in the wash. If you've got someone that's particularly stingy, then that could be... I Joe's have... one of those people. Well, the you, thing are, is... you are in the stingier realm. No, the thing you is... are notoriously known for being a stingy. With I... some people, I am stingy. With other people, I'm not, because it all comes out in the wash. But as it turns out, some people don't wash their clothes. <laughs> and that's you, David. You don't wash, metaphorically, I actually... your metaphorical money clothes. I actually think it's, <laughs> and I want to say this, it's false economy to follow up people for, like, two beers or for a cab ride. I would never follow up two one, beers. One, one, one opportunity cost you could be learning languages you could be doing other things but i think the big thing is is the cost on a friendship or potential reputation isn't equal to the cost of the two vodka rebels true, true. three vodka rebels <laughs> you hunt that fucker down <laughs> you're, <laughs> Poland, <for> guys. <laughs> you're on your way to germany <laughs> i have another one as well okay so i have a story of a friend of mine years ago we were 19 uh, we were, you know, working part-time jobs. We were starting to make our own money. Uh, we went out to an event, uh, went into the races and I'd run out of cash and I was like, all right. Doesn't sound like you. I know. <laughs> so, particularly at You're the most generous person I know, but the brokest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. yeah. You're generous because you've got nothing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll give a hundred percent of we're, my wealth. Yeah. But oh. this one friend, so we were all getting like, we we're all going, everyone was going out or going home. I was going home, obviously. And I had to get the bus home. And it was in the days prior to Opal or to be able to like tap your card. On the old travel bus 10, bus. bad boy. Yeah, yeah, on yep. the old travel 10. Uh, and I go to one of that particular mate. I go, do you mind just dipping yours in twice? And he goes, no. No. Oh, no. And he'd also just won $400 at the races as well. I was there for this. <laughs> yeah. I remember he went to go buy a pizza as well. Um, mm. We were waiting at a bus stop and there was like a pizza store next to it where you could buy, buy the slice. And he just won $400. And he went in to buy like... A slice of pizza and he goes, can I have one? And he goes, absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, um, that's un- unheard of. And once again, the gambling <laughs> gods and they're great gods, the gambling gods. They are. <laughs> it's just my number one religion. Um, <laughs> and he will never win at that track ever again. I don't ever. know if he's been back. I think he knows mm. the curse. Oh, no. He, or maybe he just stopped where he could. I don't think he liked gambling that much if he's not gambling on the Opal card. Yeah. Well, it's not gambling on the overcard. He just wouldn't double deep his bus pass. For <laughs> you know a what I meant. <laughs> sort of. But yeah, it's uh, like, what about a service? Are you allowed to... So say you're studying with someone, studying with a friend, and they know more about it than you. Say that you've, they've done the subject Can't before. charge them for it. And, they, and you help them out. But if it's your profession, you shouldn't be expected to work for free, right? So say... For sure. Say that you're a carpenter. Mm. I can't be like, hey, Matt, on the weekend, can you come around and spend seven hours building yeah. shelves for me? Because it's like... No, I, I do that during the week and this is my time off. So sure. like, if you're going to, if you're going to get specialized help, like if you're going to help mm. a friend move a couch, that's not specialized. Right. If, but if you're like asking them to do their job in their spare time, you won't pay a hundred percent of the rate, but you'll pay something. For so, sure. So the big, I agree with that. So the biggest conundrum of these that just reminded me <laughs> ever was when a relative of my family went down and one of the mates was a personal trainer and they went to the park and he went for a run around, you know, did some hoops or you know, know, push some logs, whatever the kids are doing these days. <laughs> for those at home, for those at home, making hand movements which aren't correlating with what he's saying. <laughs> he, he just said do bu- some hoops and he was doing bicep, bicep curls. <laughs> it was strange. And um, and at the end of the session, he charged them for the session. And he was a personal trainer? That was his full-time profession. Let's make so, this clear. There is no alternative forms of income. I almost disagree with that because you're getting benefit in the shape of a workout. If you're a personal trainer mm. and you're doing he a side-by-side not, side He workout, was not working out. Oh, right. Then, yeah, I think it's okay to charge him, but not full price. 
I think it was. I think it was pennies on the dollar, no discounts. What are some things that David you would charge us for, or some of the some of the dear fans of the show? God, that's a that's a difficult. One of the things I would charge. The only thing that I would charge. I wouldn't charge someone who came out of pizza. I wouldn't charge for a main event fight, but. If I don't, when you say I wouldn't charge for a main event fight, do you mean if you've participating or yeah, yeah, as in you wouldn't charge to beat us up? I'm talking about pirating films. Ah, oh, okay. Um, well, you didn't pay for it in the first place, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although that could be a nifty little side business. <laughs> Actually, I know what I charge, but um, <laughs> what I would charge is if anyone ever delves into my specialized skills, which is sort of what Joe was touching on before. No, I'm not. no, 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 no. I'm not oh. talking about languages i'm not talking about math i'm not talking about english but you know which is not a special some of my some of my inner niche talents that i wouldn't like to give away oh yeah so for instance my chess playing ability that is something i would never offer up for free ever because if i show someone then i'm directly worse and it is such a niche important skill and it's hurting me to give that away doesn't Mm. mastery come through teaching that's what i like that's how i understood that is true joey but not at the elite level the elite level. At the elite level, teaching is bad for mastery. So at the mastery level, <laughs> below mastery. Yeah, yeah. At, yeah. It's good for that, but for the mastery level of mastery, mm, terrible. Awful. Ruins your career. <laughs> couple career. Of, couple of grandmasters. That guy that put out the, put out the um, what is it, master class. Bobby yeah. Fisher. Never won a game again. <laughs> <laughs> so with, would you charge me to play a game against you? Absolutely. Well, first, well, first game would be free. First game would okay. be obviously well, afraid you you know, and then after five games you would then get a free game. So <laughs> you know, there's a with really the, good with situation. the chess loyalty card that <laughs> yeah, I accrued. Yeah. It's not loyalty card. We're, <laughs> we're friends. With. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but um, yeah, on the second attempt, I mean to explain the stuff that I'm doing. I've never actually ever charged anyone because no one has ever asked to play chess with me. But when that day does arise. <laughs> They probably won't want to play. <laughs> As a segment, we're going to choose a fan this season. Any fan. If you're good at chess, we're going to get you in yeah. the ring against Hambo. And this is because you said I've you're never cr- been beaten. That and can't be true. It's true. It, and I, sh- I swear to God, and this is not trying to show off or anything, I've never been beaten ever in a game of chess. Anyone I've ever played who is, you know, at my level, you know, I was beating adults as a four-year-old. <laughs> you know, I, I could have been something and I'm not giving up on it. <laughs> what do you reckon? Like the, do you know if like we're talking about this, uh, we're talking about Conor McGregor and if he could come back and we all goes, is he, is he passing? I go, no, he's 30. He's still in his prime. What's the prime age for chess players? Cause you don't, you don't lose your physical capability in chess. Are you, are you maxing is, out yeah, 40, 50? No, 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 no. Chess, you are finished, finished at the age of probably 24. What? Yeah, Grandmasters are 16, 18. The youngest Grandmaster ever, which is the greatest chess player ever, not Bobby Fischer, was 14. Well, when was and the, was the greatest chess player in the world. It's like... When, was the, ha- yeah. when was the oldest Grandmaster then? 24, right. apparently, because you're, you're finished by that. <laughs> yet, <laughs> yet, you did just say a mere minutes ago that you're not giving up your, on your dream. David, how old are you? 25. <laughs> Rules are made me. to be broken, Will. Look at me, t- 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 Let's t- create I'm, history. I'm a record breaker. <laughs> if anyone could do it, you're looking at him. Mm. Well, apparently the prodigy. What would you charge for, Will? <sighs> Guitar lessons. No, I wouldn't. I don't. Probably nothing. I don't know what I have. You have no level of mastery. And the, the best thing about and it you is... Should you're not even... You should be charging everything. You should be trying to pick up dollars any way you can. <laughs> My little brother came over the other day and to try and learn how to DJ. And I went to teach him. And he's like, oh, how do you make music with it? 
And I was like, you, that's a different thing. That's, yeah, different. And also, you don't know how to DJ. You, it's funny, you, you don't have <laughs> any mastery of any skills, but you're also not even a jack of all trades. You're just like a <laughs> jack of a few trades. You're like, like, do you know in video games sometimes when you create a character, you have like 100 points to put into skills? Mm. Yeah. You are the character before they put the points in. Like, you're sitting <laughs> on one across all skills. No, you're the you, guy who skipped that I, window by accident. I know a couple things. No, you're not. That's rude. You're the type of guy Thanks, with, man. with three bars across all the skills. It's <laughs> killed first. <laughs> no, I actually reckon so you're... Matt, but was the nicest guy. <laughs> I actually reckon Thanks, you're pro- man. You, you probably are the character who's just put all his points into luck. Yeah. Oh, and I'm hoping that gets you through the game. To be fair, I did just win a free year's membership at the gym. Yeah. And you won't be going because your strength is at level one. That's and you have, right. to be, you have to have a strength of level 20 to get in. Yeah. yeah. I know a guy that does PT. <laughs> <laughs> What's the etiquette on charging? Say you've lent your mate money. Yeah. Interest. It depends if what? you... This is an Aussie home loan, Stinks. It's <laughs> Ram home loans. You know, they, they could have gone to a quick fix, you know, cash outlet if oh, they could have. No, mate, no, no. And I'm if they've say, gone through saying... that already, you shouldn't be loaning them cash. <laughs> no, it depends if there's an opportunity cost. So say they need a grand badly because they have booked a trip with their girlfriend. They'll put her out if they don't have the grand, but he can't make it in the time. Mm. Then say you need that grand to do something else and you're losing out because of it. I think you... If you needed that money otherwise, and you still need the money, you can charge interest, but you have to charge a below market rate. Yeah, that's yeah. of the course key you're charging thing. below market rate. But I the market rate, you do that anyway. The market rate does depend on though how well you know the person. So they are the two key. No, the market variables. rate. The market rate is just the market rate, isn't it? Well, you're setting the market rate. No, you're no. Not. the market says the market rate. <laughs> market rate's always variable. <laughs> what? Variable home loans. <laughs> IPO. Also, before, no one you knows say, what it means. You were saying Aussie home loans. You were saying before, like, you don't go, like, if they've gone to those dodgy things, you don't loan the money. I'm not talking you're charging them, like, 400% interest, and then you break their legs after a week of that. I can page. tell you've never gotten a loan because no one charges 400%. <laughs> well, you could be lending to the Bank of Sudan and you wouldn't charge 400%. Yeah, they would. <laughs> and they have. <laughs> yeah. So, I reckon, where I reckon this is, because, like, there have been times where you loan to a friend and friends forget. And it's been, like, six months, even if it's, like, you know, Two two hundred bucks, and it's been a two years. Yeah, you have to keep good track of these things, and I found out the hard way. I've paid David back seven hundred dollars of a three hundred dollar loan. <laughs> Every time we get a cab, he pulls out an he pulls out an <laughs> iPhone notes which has Joe twenty written in it, and he goes, "So let me twenty. I go, "That's not that's not proof. You've just you've just written that. I saw you write that." As soon as they lose track of the loan, the loan is endless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's I'm just, not going to lie. He's been... charging interest. Yeah, yeah. And it's really compounding. He's charging, <laughs> charging 400%. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, God. There was a news story that caught my eye again from the Mediterranean. A Spanish woman earlier in the week fell out of love with her husband, which happens. It's a shame, but it happens. What she didn't, what she did do then, isn't as normal. She hired her nephew, who was allegedly part of some crime ring, to be the hitman to kill her husband. Right? That's an extreme length, you'd have to say. That's just stock standard play. That yeah. if I was ever going to kill my wife or husband, twenty eighteen. Twenty nineteen. Still in the Stone Age. No, and she, and it she, was you know legally what? confirmed. My in wife, no husband. Um. <laughs> I would hire my nephew. Yeah. <laughs> Assuming, of course, they have some sort of crime links. But anyway, turns out he didn't have any crime links, just wanted the money, got the money from the mum or the wife, runs away with it. 
She then reports the hitman, the nephew, to the Spanish equivalent of the ACCC, whatever that is. Yep. It reports them. And the goes, ombudsman. Yeah. It yep. goes, this yep. guy's a fraud. Australian Consumer Commission. Yeah. <laughs> goes, this guy's a fraud. He's not a hitman at all. He's just taking my money. That's that's not, you know, that's not all right. It's a fair complaint. Yeah. Absolutely. A verbal contract was agreed into. Absolutely. And they go, you would hope that she had it backed up on email or some sort of verified communication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, it's a weak claim. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. But then uh, they go, you know what? You're absolutely right. Well, we're going to take him down. But you're actually not allowed to order a hit on it's, someone. It's, it's, it's a gray area. It's yeah. such a gray area. It's almost, it's, <laughs> it's almost verging on pro bono. But at <laughs> the same... At the same pay? No, at she the, gave the money to him pro bono. Yeah. But I think in, I think in that situation... She's done the right thing. Well. She collects her money. She says a little bit of time in the cell yeah. for her troubles. She didn't collect any money. She's not the hit man. She's given money to someone. He didn't go through with a hit. Who gets the money But he then? gets the money back. She gets the money back. No, who gets no, the money in this situation? They all got arrested. Yeah, but then who gets the money? There's still money there. I don't, pr- mm. I don't I'll know. I'll tell you who. My previous answer, she gets her money back. She rots in jail for the rest of her life, but her assets are returned. And they're earning interest while she's in there. She's got no expenses. All of a sudden, it's a great savings decision. I loaned her. We're not close acquaintances, so I took a high level of interest. 100%. <laughs> um, but but it, it begs the question. It's, it, that wasn't the point of the story. That, okay. that was just a little, a little interesting news story that caught my eye during the week. You read too much news. I, well, I do it for the show. One thing that I did want to ask, though, and I've got a story that I want to bring up and confront you about David. <laughs> Another story. It's story time. No, no, no. I, so the question is, when has dobbing not worked out? Because like, no one likes a snitch. That's mm-hmm. obvious. Yeah. And there was a time for me that, you know, I, I'm not proud of it. I tried to snitch on you, mm-hmm. David. Do you when know did, what? When did you try to snitch on me? So I remember once we played, interesting we played footy together as, as kids. Yeah. Uh, I remember we were doing a drill where we had to like race. So the coach would roll the ball in our direction. We'd have to... Uh, race to pick it up and like wrestle and make sure you know once someone got it and handballed it off. Yeah. Me and you were up against each other, and yep. your dad was the coach. <laughs> yeah. You before the coach wasn't looking before he rolled the ball. You punched me in the stomach. Oh boy! I'm like keeling over. You would be as well. And then <laughs> the and I, soft. And I would have punched you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is co- all seems accurate. <laughs> <laughs> the coach rolls the ball, sees you running unopposed, picks it up, handballs it off. Your dad then goes, Will, you weren't paying attention. Do a lap. And I went, I was just punched in the stomach. <laughs> and I didn't, uh, to be fair, I didn't say, by your fucking son. I just but went, I was standing right next to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. But it was pretty clear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm on the ground and you've marked, you've taken and, it on a bus. And you're looking at me. Um, How'd it yeah. go wrong? Well, <laughs> Ian, well, David's dad goes, you know what? Two laps. Yeah. And I was like, well, you know why? Do you, you know, know why? what? You know what? That is the definition of leadership. Yeah. That, you know, you know, because no matter whatever happens, you should never. You know, I've never, sni- I've never snitched again. I don't mind that because obviously you train for the weekend, right? Mm. And right. the way you train is the way you play. We all know that. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, what wins championships? Champions. Team unity. That's right? right. You need to be able like be out there. Playing for your mate next to you, and you Please snitched, not. which causes massive internal strife. No. In your fact, mate... I would have dropped you if you did that. No, absolutely. I mean, we were in the lowest team. We, yeah, there was we, one team. We didn't have reserves at the time, <laughs> and we're actually short. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I they I, did I, find room for me on the bench. Yeah, no, you're still benching. Um, 
But I do actually remember that incident a bit now, and, and, and I remember we were going into finals from memory. We were. We were going into finals. It we was, were a good side. Yeah. It was round 22. You literally just said you were bottom of the table. It was round 22. We went on one hell of a run after I punched it. <laughs> we were dead last until I hit him. <laughs> the whole intensity changed. We went on 11 and I run. Got done in the semis. I think it was Forest or whatever it was. That now suburb has been split into two. <laughs> Gentrification. <laughs> It's niche, obviously. I can't pronounce that word. Gentrification, sorry. Got there that. Um, but have you ever snitched? Have you ever seen I, snitching go wrong? I have a similar story, which I have just remembered. So I remember I went to boarding school during yeah. high school. And around like 9.30 every night when you're 14, sure. that's lights out. So we were getting ready for bed. The boarding master was coming around and being like, guys, get into bed. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of my friends, Harry, he did... He performed what was the ultimate act of hilarity when you're 14, mm-hmm. which was the sack whack. Classic. Um, he ran up. Stock hated standard. His, hated yeah. the sack whack just he, quietly. Never liked it. No no one does. But, but he ran game back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ran up. Now, sexual assault. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Um, anyway, he ran up uh, because he knew that I had to get into bed quickly and he knew that a teacher was about to come into the room. He performed the whack of the sack. Yeah. Um, and then I was killed over on the ground. Um, the teacher comes in and goes, Joe, what are you doing? Cause I was on the floor. He goes, get into bed. And I go, sir, Harry just sack whacked me. Yeah. And then, uh, the teacher was quite quick with it goes, did he buy a lottery ticket? And I go, Oh, I go, no, this wasn't the, uh, the answer that I was expecting. Yeah. And I go, why is that? And he goes, because he has as much chance of hitting you in the testicles as he does as winning the lottery. Hey. <laughs> get into bed. And I, <laughs> I was quick from you. Yeah, I had it prepped when you. I saw there was a punchline coming. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. you held it well. Yeah. <laughs> but for a, for a forty five year old man to say that to a fourteen mm. year old boy who's just been frankly sexually assaulted <laughs> in a boarding house times the better back then. You get, you get away with murder. I'm punching blokes. Joey's getting fondled. <laughs> that was the glory years, Tinksy. <laughs> they were. You were a naughty kid at school, weren't you? I was. I was a naughty kid, but. You know, and I don't want this to be too confusing for the viewers because I've thought of this, listeners, quite interesting. And the way I viewed, kind of my either you know getting told on or telling, you know, people think I'm a bad guy. You know that I would just you know get told on. I've told people off in the past. You would be if right you're arrested. If you're in some sort of underworld activity, if you're arrested, you would have a I reckon a printed A4 sheet of. People to snitch on. First off, I never speak to police. I would immediately request a lawyer. So that would never happen. <laughs> and you know what? And you know what? A rich one. <laughs> and I've viewed it like a prisoner's dilemma. Who's done the prisoner's dilemma here? Bit of game theory. Bit of game theory. Okay. I'm going back to, if people don't know, I've got a Bachelor of Economics, really smart guy. But uh, <laughs> What was your wham? It's the six fails I got. <laughs> so they were going to kick me out. God, I wrote a good letter. Cried, <laughs> cried a little bit, sack whacked him. <laughs> but... <laughs> The prisoner's dilemma, obviously, is, and quickly to sum it up, God, because I went to three lectures on this before, <laughs> and I didn't get it. So we're just gonna we're gonna take our time here. But <laughs> if you dob and the other person doesn't dob, yeah, then you are in a better situation. Yeah. Oh yeah. But if you both dob, you're in a worse situation. Yeah. And then if no one dobs, you're in. You're both a, in a better situation. You both no. You're both in a better situation than as if you dob and someone else's dob. So yeah. The first thing that I always used to do. So for instance. You know, say someone hit me on the AFL field, 
which used to happen a lot because <laughs> I was going around knocking blokes. <laughs> I was literally 13. I was a thug. And back then, everyone's the same size. It's beautiful. Like, mm. everyone is small, so you can hit anyone you want. <laughs> these days, these days, I go out, I hit one bloke, he flogs me. <laughs> so, kids, if you're listening, there's a takeaway from the show. Get in early. You can only get your cheapies away when you're really young. Once you hit 15, 16, trust me, you start getting walloped. <laughs> you learn the hard way. It's funny you mentioned that, like the game theory there. Because, Joe, we've been in a class Joe, where... we should be explaining this. Why am I explaining this? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think we need to revisit game no, theory. Yeah, yeah. But it's funny because you... There was once a time where we were all in class and we were all... We were doing a French exam... And we all had printed our French notes in our little pocket dictionaries that we were allowed to take in. We, the entire class was cheating. Absolutely. Apart but, from one kid. And that one kid dobbed and told the teacher that it was happening. No, no. So basically we stood, we stood true. So we were yeah. dobbed on. God, I love that. Yeah. We were dobbed on. And we, in that lost class, this was, this was the right. last year of compulsory French and me yeah. and Will weren't that into it. So we <laughs> we were a bit mischievous. Um, and yeah, me and Will had our notes in our dictionary because you're allowed a French dictionary. And uh, someone told us and we were taken out of class, mid-exam, asked to flick through our dictionary. We were caught, got zero on the test. The thing is, though... I wasn't. The entire... You weren't? No. Oh, so I, she went around everyone individually. Because the dobber, The entire class was doing it. No, no. But the and dobber, I didn't snitch, did I? No, you didn't. S- say it on air. You didn't snitch. Didn't snitch. The entire class was searched. I was luckily sitting at the back. Uh, And and she went round everyone's dictionary individually, right? So she went to the... And the first... like uh, The third person checked was caught. So she then goes and takes that child and the dictionary to the head of of French. The head of sack wax. Yeah, Yeah, the head of... Well, no, that's that's illegal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's all slander, old school. (laughs) And then... During that time, you see widespread panic within the class. There's no teacher there. People are throwing dictionaries out windows. <laughs> yeah, people, people are putting dictionaries down their pants. People are burning them. <laughs> it's a bonfire in there. Well, that's the thing. Some people had theirs on the hard cover, had print, printed their notes on the hard cover or, or written it on the actual page. Error. I'd written my notes and glued them onto the pages of the dictionary. So I just ripped my notes out, chucked them, threw them at the kid that dobbed. He had <laughs> and a boy sent him down. Got him, yeah. <laughs> They all did it. And that is game theory. Uh oh, we have a special guest entering into the studio again. Welcome back, everyone's favourite practitioner. Gentlemen, Tanksy, Joey, how are you? Fantastic. Very good, Doctor. Always great to see you. Hit us with it. What have you got oh, for us oh, this week? Oh, oh, sorry, I couldn't handle it because you were keeping the music on. Um, Tinksy, this week is um, something that we've we've never touched on before. Um, and Which, as we say every week, is rare, but we are getting a good stretch. And, and Tinksy, once again, it's about love. And in the ever-changing landscape, sometimes it's not just about you and your partner in order to create that love and sustain that love. What you've also got to do is you've got to impress their parents. Big time. Family in general as well, I think. Siblings are important. Family in general, but I I do want to focus this on the parents because they are the key decision makers. They're the gatekeepers. I think that's a misconception. And this is just to start (laughs) off where people spend too much time with siblings, brothers, try to impress them that way. There's two keys to the castle, Tinksy. Mum and Dada. (laughs) And in regards to 
showing you what we're going to do. We're going to break down kind of the key things. Yeah. <clears throat> well, Tinksy, one of the most important things I think in anyone's life is first impressions. Absolutely. First impressions are everything. And I have analyzed this data through probably over 250 different sample studies. I have had <laughs> cameras in people's dining rooms <laughs> in regards to finding to get the data. Yeah. Oh, that can it. help us kind of analyze which is the best way. So first off, firmer handshake, the better. Oh, Re yeah. reason why, Tinksy, is that in the current day and age, a firm handshake, a really firm handshake, isn't that good. Right, we all know that you seem a bit too much into it and too eager. These are old-fashioned people. They love the firm handshake. So, Is this with the mother and the father? you damn right it is. Gender equality, 2019. <laughs> That's right. What I sometimes like to do is I get an onion, and I practice by trying to scrunch it. <laughs> grip strength. Grip strength. So Rock climbing is also good for grip strength. I try to scrunch the onion. And that is amazing technique because, one, natural moisturizer. <laughs> Two. Which is good for the mother. <laughs> Two, almost like it's exactly. And when you walk in there, she's going to go, oh, what's that smell? Onion. Hang on, hang on. It's onion on my hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this guy cooks. I like him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A renaissance man. Mm. Second thing I think is the most important is obviously the greeting. I I'm thought the handshake was part of the greeting. No, no, no. The rest. I'm an, I'm an old fashioned. You say I'm old fashioned. I'm old fashioned. Um, <laughs> is that... How do you go with the kiss and the hugs? Is it a handshake for the mum or is it, or is it a hug for a mum? Is it one kiss on the lips with the mum <laughs> or is it just on the neck? <laughs> <laughs> and what about the dad? 2019. <laughs> 2019. Behind the ear for the dad. Yeah. Yeah, dad, I don't know what you do. Um, but in regards to what I always recommend, mm -hmm. hug. Yeah. Come Two back. arm. Hug. Come back. One step back, one step forward, kiss on the cheek. <laughs> That's nod. powerful. And then nod. And, <laughs> <laughs> and that works. Wow. <laughs> that works every time. Um, so one like one thing that I, like the first time I met my girlfriend's uh, dad's side of the family, <laughs> one of her step siblings in a, try, a way to try and intimidate me, because yeah. he was just trying to take the piss out of me and that sort of thing. He wore a tux and he was trying to get, Everyone in the family to wear a tux and me rock up with like you know power move jeans yeah it was a good like movie that. That. yeah clever didn't quite pay off because everyone else was like no 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 I'm just anyway turns out this is why I mentioned the set, the siblings and stuff prior mm. because I've become good friends with the, like the my sibling. girlfriend's sibling the parents go wow like you know they get on really well and obviously he gets on I get on with my girlfriend you'd assume mm. they can give you intel. No, well, it's more just like he's, you know, he's getting on with the family. It's social capital. Yeah, it's social, social capital. capital. See, I, I'm not a fundamental believer in this, and my studies have shown this. People, that is a false misconception that getting on with siblings will kind of make it more harmonious. It's quite surprising because to get on with the family, obviously the parents, are the two, you know, yeah. main key, you know, so key stakeholders. Is, you know, you know, fifty, fifty percent, forty, sixty percent. I don't know how it works. <laughs> So what you what you recommend then is bully one of the one of the siblings. Do you reckon you power move one of the siblings by coming in and asserting some dominance? Do you pee in the corner of the room? Do you wear a tux? Yeah. What's going on? They go ah, he or she is a real leader. Yeah, yeah. What you want to do is you want to insert yourself into the family. <laughs> so what you want to do is you want to say you have the two parents and you've got 
three siblings. Sure. Big family. You almost want to be in like a supervisor position between the partners and <laughs> So you want to join part employees. of the management team. You want to join part, but you want to be a senior management team. So they aren't your friends, you are leading them. You know, what, okay. you know, you're you're giving them tasks to do. Does your significant like, other count are you a leader over them too? No, 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 no. Your no. your significant other has nothing to do in this situation. For either boy or or a girl May who, are as well not to, be there. Who, are, who are trying to impress their relative, you know, um, step-parents or whatever. They don't matter at all. They have nothing. And sometimes I find... They get they, in the way. They are more, <laughs> don't invite them. They are more harm than good. <laughs> I, I try to isolate the parents. <laughs> <laughs> try and sometimes, you know, box of chocolates or family holiday to Fiji. Don't invite her. <laughs> She's come down sick. These are the things you've got to be doing. <laughs> What what so in in so in what situation if you're trying to isolate the parents, obviously there's a bit of a jump there from a box of chocolates to a holiday to Fiji. Yeah. In which situation do you use the box of chocolates to somehow isolate parents? And in what situation do you book that trip to Fiji? So the closer your partner is with her parents, mm-hmm. the further you gotta go. So say so say she's an orphan, box of chockies. <laughs> <laughs> To the local shelter. <laughs> and, and that's uh, good enough. That'll and do. That's good enough. That's good. She'll love you. <laughs> and then the other one, obviously, if say they're really close and you know they all still live in the same house, isolate them, Fiji. That is so crucial. And then I think it comes down to a, a, another thing that I think is really important, and that's the use of cutlery. <laughs> cutlery. Wow. Yeah. No, table This is not talked about cutlery. on any other podcast in this sort of level depth. And cutlery <laughs> couldn't be more important. In what way? First off. Good for eating food. Depending <laughs> on the type of family. So depending on if they are relaxed, if they are very formal, then you should follow really structured eating patterns. Make sure that your cutlery is put down properly. I don't personally know how to do it, but <laughs> whatever you're meant to do, you know, use apparently a spoon for a soup or something. Um, rather than a fork, that's more an efficiency <laughs> thing rather than a manners that, thing. That, that, that's more of an informal family. <laughs> um, but if it's a less informal family, don't be afraid to get creative with the cutlery. In what okay. way? Bring your own chopsticks. Bang. They go, <laughs> bang. They go out for Japanese and it's an authentic Japanese family. Bring a spoon. Which, trust me, I can relate to. Um, <laughs> is, is I would recommend ordering a fork. Brain, wow. I would prefer to it eat shows with a you, fork. It shows you think outside the box. It also shows and you <laughs> won't bend to no social norms. You are your own man in that situation, but you're also prepared because you know you'll need the fork, but you don't want to impose yourself on the restaurant by having that awkward conversation. You You've never come with your own. You could never, ever ask the waiter for a fork. It must be a pre-bought fork <laughs> in your pocket. Um, and don't be afraid to alternate. You know, <laughs> one dish chopsticks, the next fork. Keep them guessing. The next fork. <laughs> And then obviously the big one is the type of conversations. Okay. Yeah. This is what this is. I mean, all that I feel pales in comparison to conversation. What you t- what do you talk about with the parents? Absolutely, that's huge. A- absolutely. And this is going to be broken down into two questions, two ways. Yeah. And this is the only thing you need to know. Small talk. If you can't handle that, you're not up to it. Yeah. And you it's just part it. of life. Then get used to it. That's right. Some some people aren't up to it. This then- podcast is just an hour of small talk, essentially. Effectively. Um. <laughs> And yes, effectively. <laughs> first off, you need to be able to talk about yourself. Okay. So yourself. Sec- and what sec- are some of the things you're talking to the parents straight away? So straight away, and this is true, depending on how you think they would perceive you, Okay. depends on what you're selling them. Yeah. If you, for instance, you know, um, 
you know, say work at a betting company and they are from a church. Usually they don't go hand in hand. But <laughs> <laughs> churchgoers do not sleep in beds. No. We know that. No, no, no. Betting company, not betting oh, company. I, I was 95% sure you said betting, which is interesting. <laughs> which is interesting because I would say the church as a community probably wears the most cloth robes out of any wider <laughs> circle. They love addressing I now. need to apologize to the betting and the Christian community because they couldn't be more tight those days. <laughs> but, but in terms of... Um, what you need to do is you need to go, hang on, is my job going to impress them? If it is, say you work at a law firm or you're a teacher or you're a nurse, you know, these sort of, you know, the three, the, the, the big ones I think are lawyers, I think nurses and teachers sure. and doctors. They're the, they're the, they're holy, they're the holy grails. Yeah. <laughs> no one actually does those professions. God knows, God knows where they exist or how you get into them. Um, but, um, but yeah, what you need to do is you need to make a clear decision. Straight up by saying, am I going down the path of career or am I going down the path of talking about my personal interests? Okay. Mm. Never do both because then what happens is the conversation becomes murky. Okay. So you've given us the desirable careers. Mm -hmm. What are the desirable personal interests? Are we talking rock climbing? Are we talking piano? Are we talking um, fly fishing? Like what personal interests are most sellable mm -hmm. to your significant other's parents? First off. Charity stuff doesn't work. People see right through that stuff. People yeah. see, oh, he's just talking about charity, you know, you know, you know what he does at part time. We don't know if that's true. Hypothetically, you know, someone does do that or, you know, they do a bit of, you know, work in the Salvation Army. That alone isn't going to be able to win them over. Show, so don't tell, I would say, with those things. It's yeah. better if people <clears throat> tell Absolutely. people about those things than you telling them about them. It never so. works if you tell anyone about that sort of stuff, which is obviously where the teacher is such a good profession because it's obviously very honorable and you can talk about it. But, um, <laughs> Big shout out to the teachers. I'm an ex-teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Had to get it on the podcast. <laughs> did, a, did a bit of Vietnamese teaching myself, Dixie. But, uh, thanks for asking. And, um, and uh, now a doctor. Yeah, now a <laughs> doctor. I have all the professions. Oh, God. But, oh, yeah. So <coughs> so desirable personal interests, first off, obviously depend on the type of person. If it's a sporty family, then obviously talking about sport is great. You know, if it's an engineering family, then it's great talking about engineering. I'm not going to give on it, like... I'm not going to give... Personal interest engineering. <laughs> I'm not going to give physics. Energy, yeah. Lego. Oh, actually, there you go. But okay, what I'm going to say is, I'm, so uh, I'm not going to give you those answers because they're obvious. Mm. The key things... Weren't to me, that's why I asked. The, the, the key thing that you need to try to look for is things that are really interesting and require intelligence. So nice. once again, we'll go back down to this word and I'll use it again and again because it's a word I live my life on, niche. Mm. Really get specific. So... You know, a, a, a good example, Joey, would be interest, you know, a thing like archery. Archery is a great one. <laughs> Where does the intelligence come in with archery? No, I, I feel like people that like archery are generally, generally into like medieval history. There is a horrible it's a stigma. Nerdy. There's a horrible <laughs> stigma that we are trying about to get the archery of, community. About the archery community that they're nerdy. And I don't want to raise a second one. Chess. Chess is the perfect thing to bring up. So do it you is. do that? For, do you uh, are you passionate about chess because it's an enjoyment thing, or is this strictly business? You know what the most bizarre thing, Joey, is I got it in there started to be strictly business. Yeah, I hate it. I hate it. I hate. It. Next thing you know, I'm almost a grandmaster, and I love it. That's <laughs> the way it works sometimes. Um, and second thing is the questions to ask them. Yeah. Now this is the number one thing that I think you should do, and I think to start off with, start small. And build big is always my advice because, you know, you ask them a 
groundbreaking conversation straight away. Next thing you know, it's it's all of a sudden a shoot off. Yeah, and you're yeah. asking big questions. You're 15 minutes into dinner, you got your fork out. <laughs> <laughs> that might have to be a weapon in the battle. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be asking True real heavy. Yeah, you don't want to go too heavy hitting too early. I feel keep it light. Yeah, you it's, know. it's a first meeting. It's small talk. It's conversation. You want to seem like a happy-go-lucky type yeah. person. I feel sometimes I feel like this happens in all places where people are assessed. Like, do you remember in high school if you had sports trials? Mm-hmm. Some people would go out there and try and win the game every single play. Sure. And they'd embarrass themselves. If you try and do too much, you're going to make a mess of it, right? Go in there and just build. Build mm. throughout the first half, build throughout the second, close it at the end. Close it at the end. The key is closing in the end. And what I always try to do, and this is a little tip, and I think it's something that every family has is heritage. That's just, that is a goal that you can always beeline for because every family has heritage. You know, a local Australian family, any sort of, you know, and parents, racial background. Where are they heritage. from? What are they about? But you can't ask that straight away. So what you've got to narrow in, so little things like, oh, where did you get your dress from? Or, oh, actually, oh, what's the cultural tradition? One, two, three questions. Next thing you know, you're deep diving into asking about their heritage. And the conversation moves from there. It rolls yep. itself. And that's what we talked about starting small. Little snippets, little questions. Yep. Around about your end target, which for me could be heritage. Another one could be, you know, um, you know, a special interest that they have, which isn't related to the other things you've discussed. You want them to tell <laughs> them. dirty. You, you want them to tell them something that they don't usually talk about. Okay. And something that they feel comfortable. So... At a normal dinner conversation, because that's the definition of rapport, is talking yeah. to someone about something they don't usually talk about. Yeah. And often, if someone's close with someone, so basically like, you know, everyone has this with their parents, your dad or your mom, your dad or your mom might be like very, very passionate about something. But if you've grown up in the same household as them, you, you've heard them talk about whatever that passion is sure. 4,000 times and you're yeah. sick of it, right? So you got to find like the old man or the old woman's passion. And then obviously at that stage, the girl might roll her eyes and go, oh, not this again. And that's when you double down because yeah. he's keen to talk about it because he's not allowed to talk about it with the family. Not yeah. not to say me and you are a couple, Joe, but we have been friends for a long time. I remember having a drunken conversation with your dad about how he was a under-16 world champion boxer. I, yeah, yeah, you also think my dad was like a world-renowned rock star. I think my dad has told you a, full, uh, a few porkies. <laughs> Many a yarn, he's a very impressive man. He's very impressive. He's, very he's impressive. a salesman. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and hey, it's working. It is working. And that's the type of thing, and this is the, the last little bit that I'll touch on. If the dinner goes rogue, what do you do? Because this is a danger. Dinners can go rogue. You don't know what they're going into. For instance, if the dad, you know, starts wanting to drink a lot of alcohol with you, some of this can go down this line or he's punching darts and he keeps asking if you want to keep smacking him. You're not really a smoker. You've got to be up for the fight. Mm. Every dart he's having, you know what I'd do? Two. I'd have, I'd have three and try and finish him off. What you finish want? him off? <laughs> Smoke him. Smoke <laughs> you, sick fucker. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you want to, you know... Smoke him under the table is what I'm saying. But lastly is the goodbyes. <laughs> it's not much better. Lastly <laughs> 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 is the goodbyes. Um, yeah, how, how did the goodbyes go? Kiss on the neck. <laughs> kiss on the lips. No, this Smoke is... him under the table. Quick, <laughs> <to> go. <laughs> Quick sack whack and you're out. Yeah. <laughs> I think the goodbyes, obviously, this is the close now. This is yeah. the element where this is, wow, everything is built. If you don't pull this off correctly, your aim has to be to be more passionate than your introduction is, than your goodbyes. Turn it up 20%. 
So the hug and the kiss that you have at the start or the lick on the neck or <laughs> whatever, whatever's going down. And as I said, you've got to be up for the fight. <laughs> um, you've got to turn that up a notch. Yeah. Hey, if you were crushing onions, try a watermelon. Exactly. <laughs> now you're getting it. <laughs> Thanks again for listening, everyone. I've had a great time. Hope you have too. David's carked it. It's time. We're going to go get beers. See you later. Get involved. Bye. Bye.